Tandem Nomad, episode 49. I love helping people. If I would not be helping people, I would be sad. I would, I would feel lonely because you are, you are alone when you create a company. So I'm just trying to surround myself with this positive energy. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, where inspiring expat partners from around the world share with you how they turn the challenges of relocation into great opportunities. So are you following your partner abroad for his or her career? Then Tandem Nomads is the place for you. Go to tandemnomads.com and sign up for the newsletter. Hello, Nomad Nation. This is Amel. Our guest today is Bérangère Ferrier. She is an expert in marketing communications and will share with us today some great tips on how to establish a business and find your first clients when you just arrive in a new country. Bérangère, are you ready for the ride? Yes, hi. Hey. <laughs> Nomad Nation, I have to tell you that I consider Bérangère a little bit as a mentor as she is the first one who introduced me to the world of advertising in France where I had started my career. I met her in a youth leadership NGO that is called uh, GCI, Junior Chamber International, where we were both actually volunteering. I was soon graduating from my MBA when she offered me to join for an internship, the renowned agency called Saatchi & Saatchi that she was working for. Thanks to her, I had learned so much and I could launch my career in advertising. So over the years, we also became very good friends. Bérangère worked for Saatchi & Saatchi in the city of Lyon in France for over six years and successfully managed major global brands advertising campaigns. When her boyfriend had a great job opportunity and was offered to move to California, despite the successful career Bérangère was having, she didn't hesitate to quit her job and join her boyfriend in this adventure. When she arrived in LA in 2013, she started doing some freelancing and her pool of clients has rapidly grown. Today, she has her own agency in strategy and marketing advising. Her company is called Crea Villia. Additionally to her agency, Berenger also co-founded the French Cluster that is a pool of experts that help French individuals and entrepreneurs settle their new life or their business in California. So, Berger, I tried to summarize your life in a few words. Uh, is there anything there missed? And tell us what's happening in your life now. Oh, oh first, Habel, thank you very much for this beautiful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud that be, being uh, someone who inspired you. So, I'm really glad. Um, and uh, thank you again. You're very um, welcome. Thank you, Berger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, here now, I'm still working and developing my company uh, in Los Angeles. Um, and I am at this moment where I have a lot of proposals to do and more and more work to do also. So, yeah, I will soon have to decide maybe to hire someone to to grow more so that that's a, that's good news uh, but i i did that from scratch that's the in, interesting part of this story yeah. is that this is why you're here honey <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> yeah it, it, it just began easily with the first easy client so i was lucky but then after i had to develop uh, a clientele to you know network um, meet people so it's not easy at first sight um, 
you have to keep being motivated and uh, always trust uh, what you do. Uh, but I was lucky because, as you said, I had a lot of methods from my previous, uh, my former experience at Sachi and Sachi. I have been lucky, uh, like you, but, you know, I have been lucky too um, to be trained by um, my former boss. And so I had a lot of methods when I arrived in the United States. So I had something to sell. And even if I was French person coming into the United States, trying to do marketing, and I felt so humbled when I arrived <laughs> because, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's uh, from marketers um, or many American people at the beginning, I guess. It, the best brands in the world, like Coca-Cola, this kind of brands, are American brands. So, you know, when you arrive here, you listen, you observe, you trying to find, uh, you know, your place, your position, uh, your positioning as a consultant is not easy when you don't know the codes, yeah. uh, uh, the rules. Uh, so yeah, it's been a, a, a really nice and interesting path uh, during these two years. Uh, Before we go into the details of all the things that you've learned and you actually implemented when you arrived to develop your agency and get to the point today where you have so many clients that you have to expand, tell us when your boyfriend came, you're married now actually. Yes. But at the time when your boyfriend came to you and told you, oh, I might have this opportunity. So what went through your head? What were the risks that you were evaluating and what made you take the decision, okay, I'm going to leave this great job and just go and try something that I've never done before in a country I don't know and where actually there's many other experts who do exactly what I'm doing? Yeah, yeah. The, the risk is everything. You know, you are you're deciding to quit everything. <laughs> so you're, you are risking everything. But at the same time, when you are young, uh, like we were, like uh, uh, more than 30 years old, but not, not so old. So we didn't have any children yet. We didn't buy any apartment yet. So we were free of yeah. all these uh, constraints. So we could go and we could fail and we could come back. The yeah. only regret I would have is that I had to quit my job and that was a really interesting one. So it was not a hard, uh, an easy choice to do. But after I did that, I said, maybe there's a risk we can take together because when you are together, you feel stronger, you know, mm, very as a good couple. point. Very yeah. good point. I think you do need to have a strong relationship to be able to take the leap, right? Yeah, and also I told myself, and I was totally right, uh, that it's a good experience to live in a couple to, when you do that, because we will know if we are meant to be together all the, the, the whole time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because it's a, such a strong experience. Yeah. You are living uh, such, I don't know, but uh, transforming um, moments that and so, sometimes it's really tough. So, yeah, it's better to be with someone you trust and you see that if it is someone you can spend your life with or not, to yeah, be honest. Because, nice. yeah, yeah. So, so the risk uh, were really high for us because we were together for four years. So, you know, it was not so long. So 
we would be risking maybe our couple life or professional life. So, but we did and we don't regret it. Mm -hmm. The advice I have to give maybe it's to be prepared. When we decided to move abroad, uh, then I began to look for a job. Uh, I wanted, you know, to begin to have a network there so I won't be alone. And I did well because when I arrived, I had already a few people I could connect with mm-hmm. and they helped me a lot. That's so. a very good point that you bring here. Actually, it was one of my first questions that I wanted to know. What did you exactly do before you left to prepare your move to California? Mm, so, um, beside the fact of, uh, you know, uh, managing all the legal, legal stuff like the visas and everything, um, I strongly prepared this experience while I was, I was still working, so it's not so easy, but, you know, during the evenings and the weekends, I prepared... To arri- when I arrived, I wanted to have a few contact points, uh, people I could trust, people I could ask for information, and it worked. Uh, so I contacted, for example, when I was in France, in all my network, like my friends, my family, cousins, professional con- connections, I asked a few people. Most of the people, do you know someone living in Los Angeles or California or United States? I could interview just to know how they are living the life there, um, the advices they would have for me, um, do, do they know good agencies there. Uh, I also told um, my former um, uh, boss uh, if he could help me to, you know, send my resume through the network of um, the advertising group we, I was working for so they could help me maybe find a job there, you know. I connected with everyone I could <laughs> before. Mm-hmm. That's and, good. Yeah, very good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I used any, any connection I had that could be interesting. And so... So basically uh, it's prepared, laying the ground so that when you arrive, you don't start waking up in the morning wondering where to start. You, as soon yeah. as you were there, you already knew who were the people to meet with and who could really help you reach your goals there. Yeah, and I did interviews like w- by phone, you know, and mm-hmm. I wrote, uh, I, don't, I don't know if, but I, I wrote notes, all my notes, because we have interviewed really, really interesting people, like two couples who lived in LA for two years, and that was really interesting to hear what they had to say, mm-hmm. like for example, about all the practical um, stuff you need to know about the driver lessons, the healthcare insurance, uh, the rules, I don't know, but um, when, when you drive your car or whatever, you know, but things that when we arrived, we were well prepared. Very good. We were not surprised or some cultural differences or, you know, administration way of working. We so were what prepared. Were, what were your goals before you left? Did you like have clear idea of what you wanted to do or were you just like, let me see if I can get a job and see where it takes me. Did you have some clear goals? Yeah, I didn't have some clear goals that made me lose maybe six months. <laughs> 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 maybe The first reason is maybe I needed time for myself. Yeah. Because after many years in advertising, I just took time to leave and time, you know, to get the friends and the family coming to visit us and you know, discover the town, the city, all the surroundings. 
I just enjoyed my time Which here is when important. I arrived. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's just if you move abroad just to work and be sad, just stay at home. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. of course, we moved with my husband's work. So he, he was working, but um, we had time the, the evenings and the weekends and we took time together to, you know, just um, relax and um, think about the future. And then I began to ask myself what I'm going to do. Do I want to work again in an advertising agency? Do I want to create something? Do I want to work in another domain? And the tricky part is that when you have too many choices, it's hard <laughs> to make a choice. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, and I think I'm not the only one. So, yeah. So um, that's why I began to apply to advertising agencies, for example, like uh, doing applications. But then I realized it was not my, you know, biggest dream because they had huge uh, uh, hours for, for work. I would end the day like at 11 p.m. midnight, work on the weekends. It was not the life I expected here in California. So I quickly moved to maybe other ideas, uh, like maybe starting something on my own. After all, I had this first easy client at the beginning, so I could develop more find other startups that, that could uh, trust me and uh, hire me for advising about strategy and marketing. Why not? So I began to network in this startup uni universe. Mm -hmm. That was really interesting for me because it was completely different from what I knew in France. So I was discovering new profiles of people, new technologies, new projects. You know, it's really passion, interesting. Um, and I found others. So, you know, it gave me more confidence to move on and to continue to find them. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. And I think I would like to summarize in a few points what you just said here that's very important. And I think every single expat partner I've been talking to does mention this important first step, which is not necessarily actually having goals, but knowing what we want for ourselves. And it's important to spend the time to figure out that before even doing anything. And you did take the time for yourself to discover yourself, to enjoy yourself, and slowly, slowly figure out what you really wanted to do. And that's a very, very good first point that you mentioned and the way you did it was by you know contacting first the areas you were familiar with which is the advertising world and slowly adventure yourself to other things and find out if you would be interested in other things and you took the time to discover what was the thing that you made you happy and thrive in it you know which field and you discovered the startup world and then the second what you've said is the importance of networking very soon after you've started figuring out some ideas of what you could do, you start networking to meet with people and ask them questions. And this is a very good point too, I think. Um, networking is one of the first things that I believe is important to do when you arrive in a, in, a, in a new place. So I wanted to know if you had some tips in how did you start you know, networking with people and finding all these groups of people and making real connections with them? Mm, yeah, tips is... Uh looking into meetups because meetups you just subscribe to meetups you choose a theme uh, a subject you like mm -hmm. and you know you RSVP and then you go there and you meet with people and usually you connect with some of them that are 
um, in maybe invested, uh, committed to uh, other associations. So that's how I came to be a member of National Association of Women MBA. Uh, that's how I came to be a member of uh, Crea Leadership, co-founded by uh, founded by a, a coach, a business coach. But it's a real network with conferences and everything. Um, yeah, you just go where your interest is. So I love networking with entrepreneurs uh, mm -hmm. in IT. So I found this association, Create Leadership, for example. Uh, it's women in digital. So it's really interesting to meet entrepreneurs or developers or sometimes just investors uh, in IT and it's only women. So yeah, I used some, I've been to some French networks, but I don't recommend doing just that. Yeah, I think like not sticking to only people from your country. Yeah, it's better when you live abroad that you try to, you know, to, to discover uh, local, lo local associations. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, when, and when you met people for the first time, you had just arrived, how would you introduce yourself? It's really easy, Amel, because given my name, <laughs> when, I, when I say my name is B and I don't understand why, I say, yeah, because it's Béranger, so okay, so where are you from? And then, the, you know, there is just a way, a easy way to find how to start a conversation. Mm. Once you've got it, you can speak of everything, every, anything else, yeah. you know, the connection is done. You just ha need to find, uh, you know, uh, a first uh, a uh, first uh, point, a uh, first approach. Yeah. Um, so, so, you, so you managed to create these relationships. It was quite easy for you to just connect. But then how did you get to the point to interest people on a business side of this? You went from networking and now you have all these uh, organizations around you, associations that you're a member of. You built your network. Now that your network is there, how did you transform that into business opportunities and getting your first clients? My answer is really simple, is I try to help people. When you try to help people because it's my nature and I can do business just trying to sell something because I don't like selling, to be honest. <laughs> so I'm just trying to help. So that means when I meet someone, instead of wanting to, you know, saying that, yeah, I created my strategy and marketing advising company and do you need marketing? I don't go that way. Mm -hmm. um, I just I make people speak about themselves because I love that, you know, hear new stories, and I see how I can help them by connecting them maybe with another person I know, and I've been I've been doing that since I arrived because, as I said, when I arrived, I had connected a few people here. When I arrived, they helped me, so I'm trying to give back. Mm -hmm. because they help me a lot so every time I I meet someone new uh, that is interesting that is you know uh, trying to develop something whatever I'm just trying to know how I can help this person just maybe sometimes just a connection and it can be really useful for them so I'm connecting people to help them and I do that of course when they can help me, they will, they will do, and they do it. Mm. So um, it's, not, it's, my, it's just my nature. I couldn't, you know, um, be, I couldn't have a two-business-each uh, uh, two uh, approach. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Like you, you don't want to have a, a hardcore sales approach when you present yourself. You're there to help, yeah. but you're not there to promote yourself. Yeah, because my my company, what, what I am doing in my company, people ha need to trust me. They need to know me. They need to give me all the strategic information on their company. So that's why may not, most of the times I sign a, a non-disclosure agreement. So, you know, we need to know each other before we work because they are talking to sensitive um, information about their, their company. They are giving me everything, you know. They need to be transparent with me if they want me to help them in the strategy. Mm. So it, it takes time to know each other. So first, I'm not selling anything. I'm just trying to help. If I can help, I'm happy. Mm. And then one day, we, you know, when we know... Uh, several people in common and when they have heard about my work and then one day they will come back if they need me that's that's it yeah and I, I really like what you said here because i think that this is something nomad nation that we can all benefit from this simple you know concept that networking is not about selling it's about creating relationships and this is what you've been doing by having this pure principle of you're just there to help and you said something very important the fast that the first thing you do when you meet people is do you make you make them speak of themselves and you listen to their story and i think this must have been one of your secrets of success is that you listen and you let people express themselves everybody loves to speak about themselves and mm -hmm. and they're giving you all the information you need to do the business without no without them re actually realizing it so listening and being interested is the first point like you said and you said something else is um you know how how useful it is to be there you know we're always happy when people connect us but i think one of the other secret of networking is to connect people and people are very grateful when they know that you've been connecting them and that duplicates your power of you know in a community when they know that you're the one who can introduce them to the right people mm. and very very good tips to give them gave us here the third thing is time you mentioned time the fact that we have to be patient and it's not something that happens overnight so mm. thank you very much for that those three takeaways are very powerful and I'm talking about time i would add the word resilience yes Resilience, um, I've heard about, I've heard that recently and that's totally true. When you are an entrepreneur, you need to be resilient because you have successes, you have failures also. And sometimes you just need to be patient and to trust in what you do. You, you believe in what you do. If you believe in what you do and you don't give up on the first bump of the road mm -hmm. and you, you move on and then you continue doing what you do, if you have this resilience, I, I think you can really succeed on a sustainable uh, way. Yeah. And I think we, resilience is also, you know, not, not being crushed at the first rejection or the first negative result. Yes. is to stand up and continue. And when we start a business, there are so many no's we have to go through to get a yes. Mm? And I of think this is what you've been saying about resilience, right? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, it's very, very good point. <laughs> so tell us, how did you, once you created your network and you were very good at it, uh, the business at one point comes in. So how do you sell once you, at some point you do need to sell yourself and your services mm. and present them. So do you have any practical tricks that you uh, 
um, or habits that you have when you present your work and your skills and your services? Um, I always begin um, with a client brief. That means we officially meet to talk about the challenge they have. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't talk about myself or the company or the work I'm going to do. I'm just hearing about it. And then I come back with a proposal. Um, usually I show them that I can be an expert on their market. So, you know, I give a little insights about the market trends. So they have a proof that that I can be good at it. And then I set up like an action plan, like a method uh, to tell them I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. And this is the deliverable you will have. This is the second deliverable you will have. You know, because I'm doing marketing, it's strategy marketing, but it's rational. It's not, you know, talking about a concept or a campaign and then doing a social media campaign. I'm doing a market, a market study, so it's strategic planning, strategic recommendation, etc., etc. Everything is rational. And I, I'm saying that today because I realized uh, that uh, we are all working differently. And my difference, maybe one of my differences is that I'm, I don't know, but I'm doing concrete mm-hmm. marketing. Um, and maybe it's more reassuring. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, mean, you mean compared to your competition, you are much yeah. more practical than your other consultants, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we need creativity, of course. Uh, but sometimes when you bring rationality into that, you can make the difference. Interesting. Very. Actually, domination. just in case, we're, we're not all in the marketing and communication sphere. Yeah. And this is something that I did bump into as a challenge, too, in terms of consulting. When we sell a service that's not concrete, that's not like, for example, you're a social media person and you do say, okay, I'm going to bring you... 500 a thousand new likes for your page that's very that's very concrete you know it's very operational but Mm. the jobs that you and me do is consulting companies and building a strategy and understanding their market which is sometimes not very concrete it it, there's a lot of gray material it's all about the brain and Mm. how we analyze things etc so i like the fact that you transformed something that's very subjective that actually that's not subjective but that's not visible into Mm. something Something that's visible. Is that what you were trying to say? Yeah, it's something that you can measure, something that you can, I don't know, yeah. Of course, we need to be good at creating a concept, Amel, because Mm -hmm. you know, like me, we we need to, when you need to create a brand, you need to create an insight, uh, you need to create a universe, you need, but when you're dealing with a founder, the founder of a company that is not always a marketer, you need to speak their language. Very and, Yeah. And so, um, uh, because I'm not for, yeah, I'm working for entrepreneurs and also already existing companies, but most of the time when you, you are doing strategy, you're not working with a marketer, the marketing director or others, you are working directly with the owner. Mm. And the owner, you, you need to speak about the business, you need to speak about the market, and you need to make them understand that a brand, what is a brand, and how you build a brand, and what are the concrete actions to reach that goal. Yeah. 
so um, yeah, it, it's the way I do it. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah, and tell us now more about because one of the, I think, challenges when we start a new business, and especially when it's not a product where we can't really compare it to other concrete products, is how to settle our price point. So, do you? How did you manage to find what was your price point on the market? Mm, I've heard about some competitors' rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I compare my daily um, holy uh, rate uh, to my competitors I know so and to my partners also so um, yeah I'm just have an idea of the average price um, and I know how much usually my clients my type of clients are ready to pay so mm-hmm. I just found a balance between those okay. parameters um, yeah. That's good. So what was your biggest challenge when you launched your business? Uh, starting from scratch <laughs> and not speaking English so well. <laughs> <laughs> so not a lot of network, nearly, you know, not network. And uh, just beginning with a few people I knew and I had interviewed before, that's it. And not speaking English so well, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a big challenge. And, yeah. What did help you go through those challenges? I know, um, to go for it, just uh, live here and then you speak better English time after time, you know, day after day. So that's okay. In a few months, I was more uh, self-confident about my English. And I totally admit now that I won't lose my French accent. So. <laughs> Don't assume. lose it. It's yeah. your asset. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, baby. I don't know, but I assume it now. I have it. I keep it. Um, and uh, about the network, um, I did all I could to develop my network in my way. So trying to help the others, like I have been helped in the past. And now it pays, so that's really nice. I'm still doing it, um, uh, even if maybe... Uh, you always need to network, but you know, um, I'm, for example, the local uh, contact for the, my business school students, so they can contact me and ask me about, you know, everything in California. If they want to try to come as a, as trainees, I, to find a job here. Um, I'm mentoring someone officially uh, mm-hmm. through my alumni uh, students network. Um, and I'm yeah always trying to you know connect people if I can connect them. I also created a new uh, a new ne- French network. Yeah. Um, that maybe we will speak uh, later. But so yeah, I'm trying always to build things in my way. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's important what you brought up the French cluster that you created. And there's something else about. Um, what I love about expat partners that have succeeded and uh, most of them did manage at the end to create a network but then also once they realized what was missing in the market what there were is that they end up creating something else that would help other people that's not out there and this is what you've done with French Cluster Mm. yes it it is Um, I joined the group they were already thinking about it but they didn't have a way, figured a, a way to, you know, con- make it concrete. So there were a group of four people and I came to the first meetings and then we realized 
we wanted to create something new, not compete with the other network, French networks, but we wanted to, you know, do something differently. So um, uh, we can still be in the other French networks in here in LA, mm -hmm. but we created something that maybe can be scalable. So today we are launching it in LA, and it's a non-profit corporation. Mm. Uh, but we would like, we would love that one day there will be one in New York <laughs> with you, Amel, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, in San Francisco, we already know people there interested. Uh, so, um, yeah, the, the purpose is to, to be a pool. We are building this team and we try to help French people uh, to guide them. Mm if they want to come to LA. So that's uh, a lawyer, immigration lawyer, uh, um, real estate, a residential broker, there is a financial advisor, uh, uh, taxis uh, advisor too, a marketer, a video producer, um, and a, a photographer for corporate photos, uh, um, I don't know, a concierge service, uh, anything you could need if you want to set up here. And the difference is, is that we want to create something good to help the others and something free. So, of course, we can sell our services to the people, but we will also give free stuff like free content, like uh, video um, webinars, uh, workshops on site for French people here, um, um, articles on the blog, uh, always written uh, by someone working in this uh, universe, and we don't pay to be here. So mm -hmm. you know, that means we are already chosen for our skills. We don't just pay a membership and then we have an article. You know, it's a completely different approach. I love helping people. If I w would not be helping people, I would be sad. I would I would feel lonely because you are. You are alone when you create a company. Yeah. You you know you meet people they don't trust in you. You meet people they are hypocrites. You meet people so nasty people everywhere. So I'm just trying to surround myself with this positive energy. And as an entrepreneur, I don't see my entrepreneur career just you know playing alone or playing just with my team and trying to compete to everyone. When I meet a competitor, I'm I'm happy to talk about the market to. I don't know, just to connect. Um, it's my way of, yeah, of being. It's, uh, yeah. it's a great philosophy. I'm very happy that you're here to inspire us with this very important message that you're sharing with us. And I, I always like to say, you know, my motto is let's share more than what we sell. And this is exactly what you're doing. You're sharing more than what you sell. And this is what's making your success at the end of the day. And the success is not just financial, but it's your own happiness because you're happier mm -hmm. when you help. Yes, yes, it is, and um, so, so, um, yeah, um, I am lucky to be, you know, supported. Um, like um, they, uh, pe some people trust in me uh, strongly, like my husband, like my family too. It's really important, mm -hmm. uh, and some close friends, uh, because it's not easy every day to be honest. Also, but uh, you, you, if you believe in what you do, you go further. Exactly. If you believe in what you do, you'll go far. That's yeah, really if, good. Yeah. If, if, if what you are doing has a meaning for you, uh, you go for them. So Nomad Nation, do you understand why Berger is my mentor? And I'm so, <laughs> so inspired by her. 
<laughs> Thank you, Mel. I'm, I'm Is there anything else that you think has helped you uh, besides that reach the stage where you are today? Um, yeah, maybe I can add something. Is um, when you have mentors, it helps even more. Um, a, m- a mentor uh, is it, not, uh, you know, you can ask someone to be your mentor. Uh, sometimes it's just de facto that they are a mentor and they don't know themselves. Like you, <laughs> you told me about me for you, and I was, you know, really happy to, to hear it. Um, I'm talking about, for example, uh, 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 Frank, a guy in real estate here that made me discover his job. Finally, I didn't do it, but he made me discover the, the city, the rules um, that saved me a lot of time. And this guy has been really inspiring for me. And um, I don't know, it's just a, you know, a story of uh, connecting to some of the people. Uh, there is another one, Julie. Mm-hmm. I have been working for her. Julie is a really brilliant marketer. And, you know, I never told her, uh, but she she's my mentor too. She, uh, she inspired me so much. She told me so, so many interesting things I couldn't uh, think about all, all by myself. Uh, so she, she, she taught me a lot of things. She, she doesn't know, but mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she did. And, you know, people you find all the way... Um, on the side of the road that, you know, uh, go with you a little bit and, and transmit you something really precious. Um, these mentors are really important yeah. in your professional life. So that's why I'm, I'm proud uh, to be a mentor myself, if I can, uh, today, because these people have inspired me. Um, like, you know, but uh, Francis Sachi mm-hmm. also, yes. because he taught me the job uh, or Michel, even Michel always present, you know, always mm-hmm. trusting in, in, in us and that's really important to have someone always trust, trusting in us, in ourselves yeah. so um, I just want to emphasize Francis and Michel Francis is the CEO of Sachin Sachin Lyon and Michel is his executive assistant and these two people, I just want to say a real quick hi to them because they really did inspire us um, when we were working together. I totally agree. Yes, I totally agree. And of course, all the people we have worked to, uh, with too, it's just that all these people made us like we are now. You know, they help us to build ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's really important just to be, uh, to have gratitude with, uh, you know, with the, this idea that Someone, people give you, you, you don't know it, you don't expect it, and they just give you inspiration, and you go, you go further. Definitely. And I would add, like to add something to that, is that not only it's very important to find mentors, but it's also important to learn how to learn, <laughs> to be coachable, to be teachable, and mm. to actually spend the time observing what other people do. Like I did observe you, Berger. This is how you didn't never knew that you were a mentor because I've been in observing you. I've been looking what you were doing. I've been. Uh, it's not so much a proactive thing to also be a mentor or to mm. have a mentor to find one. Is keep mm. our eyes and ears open constantly to what other people are doing, and this is what actually led me to podcasting, for example. I have a, po- a mentor online. He doesn't even know he's my mentor, but I'm following what he's doing and learning from him. So we, 
finding a mentor is not just one person, but a series of people also who inspire us and from whom we can learn. So it's very important to stay alert and to not always think we have it all, we know it all, but that we constantly challenge what we know to learn further and further and further. Yeah, totally agree with you, Amen. Yeah, totally. So, so thank you so much, Bérangère. I would love to continue this conversation even longer. Yeah, me too, me too. Thank <laughs> you, Amel, for, for your really interesting podcast. Uh, it's really interesting. Uh, thank you so much for being part of it. And uh, I would like to make sure that we can reach you. So tell us, how can we find you if we need your services, Bérangère? Uh, I have a website. Um, so it's uh, creavilia.com, C-R-E-A-V-I-L-I-A.com. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn, Bérangère Ferrier, F-E-R-R-I-E-R. Wonderful. So Nomad Nation, do not hesitate to check out Bérangère's website, creavilia.com. And also if you're French and uh, want to figure out how to you know, reach as much success as Berger has just done in California. So check out the French Cluster website, which is frenchcluster.com, Berger? Yes, it is, frenchcluster.com. frenchcluster.com. Fantastic. Berger, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you have a busy day, and I'm looking forward to many more adventures with you. I, likewise, Amel, thank you very much for doing everything you do for expats. Nomad Nation, don't miss any of the great inspiration, tips, and insights that will prepare just for you. Go to tandemnomads.com and sign up for the newsletter.